Hello and welcome to this edition of Frankston Basketball Radio. I'm Paul O'Kennedy and of course the big news this week in Australian basketball is the new television deal with Fox Sports and the WNBL. And of course that means a couple of the Frankston Lady Blues stars will be on television next summer in Tanea Phillips and Carly Mijovic. And I'm joined by the VA Group Lady Blues coach Mikey Brookins. Mikey, it's pretty exciting news, the new television deal. Oh, definitely. Anytime that you can get your sport on television it helps with recruitment it helps with um pathways actually because uh with with footy women's footy getting um all the press it does with afl um is really something that's strongly um taking a bite out of basketball in australia um because afl of course is king in australia and basketball wouldn't say it's a second tier sport but it definitely doesn't always get the love it deserves but um with the pressure that that basketball should be feeling and does feel with the AFL doing so well and having and being televised the way it is. It's definitely, you know, a shot of adrenaline for, for the sport, especially for women uh, in Australia. It's good for, you know, my daughters to be able to wake up on a Saturday morning or a Sunday and see other women on the basketball court doing the things that they love and they can see a pathway and they can see a future to maybe themselves one day uh, being able to accomplish the same thing. It's just something about being on television that just appeals to the to the inner to the inner professional, I guess you could say. And um, it's been a long time coming. I know a lot of people have worked really hard to make it happen. Uh, I think maybe one of, one of the drawbacks I see in is that the season might end up being a little bit shorter. And um, where that impacts in the long run would be with expansion. Um, with having such a shorter season, trying to jam pack a whole bunch of games, and if you end up getting uh, a couple of new teams into the into the fray because of uh, advertising now, which is going to be huge because we're on television, uh, which is normally you know the mainstay for a program to be able to to pay these athletes. You know, is is uh, and now that television is going to be a part of it, you can see maybe Brisbane bringing their teams back, the Stars bringing the team back, and um, you know Logan, you know maybe coming back, you know with being able to sell those sponsorships now that they're on television, but with a shorter season that might bottleneck the amount of teams that can actually join the league. Uh, on the positive note, with such a shorter schedule, every game counts. That means you don't have much time to get your stuff right because uh, you don't have as many times to, 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 um, to make up for a bad loss or anything like that. So there's pros and cons to it, but ultimately it's on television and that's, and that's going to solve a lot of issues and add longevity to, to yeah. the sport. It helps keep the sport alive. Yes. So when your daughters are at that age, yeah. there's still a WNBL. Yes. I think the other positive thing about a shorter season, and we've seen it with the NBL, is that it allows some of our really good players to play here and then go over to Europe at the end of the season right. and sort of add a bit of income at, at the end. And so, yes. you know, this season we had a lot of our best women were actually playing in Europe. Right. Um, and, and there's already noise you see on social media, some of them talking about how they can't wait now to get back and play right. in the WNBA. It also, it also works in with um, with getting um, WNBA talent out here because, you know, they go through a long, grueling season also. And to be able to come out to have a shorter season but still work on their game and have a little bit of a break before WNBA starts um, really, really, really appeal to them. How's the WNBL viewed in America? I think the WNBL is viewed as a is a um, as a good place for you to come uh, work on your game. It's it's one of the top leagues in 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 the world as opposed to competition, but it doesn't have the um, 
the rigors of, of what you would see in a Russia or in China where you're training and, and, and playing seven days a week. And with Australia, you can kind of actually, especially if you're like coming back from an injury or you're an older player or you're a newer player, expiring player, it allows you to work on your game individually without the rigors of, of constant training and pounding and, and playing, you know, day in and day out and travel and so on and so forth. So it appeals in a lot of different ways. I can come out. I could play against WNBA talent without the the rigors of of a of a truly you know um, high I don't want to say high level because WNBA L is high level but um, uh, European leagues where you're you you know you're training twice a day they have that culture where you just exactly train them exactly the train if you're not training <laughs> and, and you're not you're not um, you're not doing anything right so and I guess just lastly I mean <clears throat> what does that shorter season mean for Siebel clubs. Uh, what it means for us is that we can we can in our recruiting process it allows us to to uh, to maybe bring in um, better quality players honestly and put out a better quality earlier in the season because most of the time around this time you're just starting to round into okay what can we be and then you don't tend to peak until you know rounds uh, 18 or so so you peak really late but with the shorter season we can get those players in earlier and we understand who will be restricted. So in our recruiting process, we know what pieces we need to put around those players a lot earlier and getting them into camp earlier means you can peak earlier means the, um, the, uh, all the, the, the leagues going to be, yeah, the standard, the standard is going to elevate a lot, a lot quicker. Than, than you see right now. Fantastic. Great it's great news with the WNBL back on television. But while you're waiting for that to happen, make sure you tune in to Blues Basketball Media. We're on this Saturday night, the VA Group Lady Blues taking on Launceston. The VA Group is working to become the benchmark for progressive and motivated business owners as a worthwhile partner assisting them to achieve their objectives, growth plans and work-life balance. Every day we assist our clients to legally minimise taxation, increase profit and earnings, reduce costs and expenses, build and protect their wealth. Give us a call on 1300 196 465 or email tax at vagroup.com.au to organise a financial health check or just have a chat about what we can do for you. Welcome back to Frankston Basketball Radio. I'm joined by Mikey Brookins, and we're going to have a look at how Three of our highly talented young girls went at the National Under-18 Championships in Townsville. And Mikey, the report is pretty good. Yes, actually, um, in the head-to-head matchup, uh, Vic Country got over Vic Metro. So uh, That was the final? Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was the semifinal. 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 And um, so uh, Chelsea D'Angelo got the bragging rights. So we've been definitely giving uh, Lana and Emma a hard time at training this week. Uh I think um, Chelsea D'Angelo ended up with about 20, 20 points for that for that game. Uh, Lana played really really consistent, uh, as did Emma. Uh, the trap pretty much um, gave Vic Metro uh, a really tough time. They couldn't figure out the the trap, so they ended up going down by forty. So um, definitely a huge win for Vic Country. Monumental win for Big Country, so D'Angelo's happy about that. And both teams went on to play in the medal round, so Lana and Emma came back with uh, bronze medals. They ended up beating Queensland team, I believe, 
in the in the bronze medal match. So um, congratulations to them. And Chelsea brought back a gold medal. They won the gold medal against uh, South Australia. So there's a very historic uh, uh, tournament for for Victoria, especially Vic Country, and uh, definitely big bragging rights on the side of, of Chelsea D'Angelo. And for the Blues, having three girls all playing significant roles for the team in such successful teams. That's that's a great story, isn't it? It is, definitely, and it translates. It translates into their confidence and uh, on the floor. So it gives me more situations and Siebel matches to put them in where they can be successful. And ultimately, that's what you want to do with juniors. You don't want to put too much on their plate. Just find situations and scenarios where they can be successful and uh, and then go from there. So the more, the more playing at that level they do, the more getting, the more getting into um, into um, pressure situations such as grand finals and finals like that, it only adds to the amount of situations I can put them in in single matches. And what were the reports that came back for the three girls? Their strengths and weaknesses was was there any reports coming out of the tournament? Uh, Lana is definitely one of the top defenders in, in the state. Um, she has a, a, a great uh, propensity to be able to uh, make players work hard on the offensive end. And, She's a very physical player, also. Chelsea D'Angelo came back with a, with a with a um, a mark of a really talented score, and uh, does a really good job of moving without the ball. Uh, defensively, she's definitely on par. And uh, Eminem covers her, her size and, and and strength, and actually her athleticism. I thought probably one of the biggest things coming back for her was how athletic she really is. And um, so with which we already knew, uh, but. Uh, having other people reaffirm that um, is a good thing. And this Saturday night, of course, the VA Group Lady Blues taking on Launceston. We know Chelsea and Lana will be playing. Will Emma be back in uniform? Uh, no, she's hurt nursing an ankle injury, so she probably won't be, be in for this one, which is uh, tough for her. Um, but last time we played them up in their, their place was about two weeks ago, went to double overtime. Um, felt just our experience. We didn't manage probably the last couple of seconds um, well enough to give us the win, but we definitely had a had a, had a good opportunity, and we're, we're a much better team now defensively uh, playing them, so we'll definitely be ready. We know what they want to do. We know what they like to do and kind of plays to our strengths defensively, so all we need to do is make sure that we're consistent um, offensively, and we should be able to, to come away with a good situation. Yeah. So make sure you get along to the House of Blues this Saturday night at 6 o'clock to see the Lady Blues a couple of our young stars from the Nationals, as well as a couple of WNBL stars in Tanea Phillips and Carly Mijovic. We'll see you on Saturday night. Frank's Denaro Cell Club is a vibrant hub of activity. It's a great place to relax and meet friends, enjoy exciting live entertainment, watch some sport on the big screens, or enjoy a relaxing cup of coffee. Come and try our fine cuisine for lunch or dinner seven days a week. Families are always welcome and we have a children's playground along with three playstations for the kids to enjoy. If you are looking for a function venue anywhere on the Mornington Peninsula, you need look no further than the Frankston RSL. We have great function facilities that are versatile enough to cater for all types of events. The exceptional quality of our facilities and our attention to detail is equaled only by the extraordinary standard of customer service offered to you and your guests. Open seven days. Visitors welcome. Frankston RSL, proud partners of Frankston Blues. Welcome back to Frankston Basketball Radio. On Monday night, we saw the huge Anzac Day clash 
between Frankston and Dandenong. In the ladies' game, it was two of the expected contenders going head-to-head. It was Dandenong who came out on top, but not before the Lady Blues put up a huge fight. Mikey Brookins is with me. Mikey, you must have taken some positives out of that game. Yeah, um, I was. we were speaking after the game, just pointed out that um, uh, 14 missed free throws in, a, in an eight-point game is, is huge, and uh, we allowed uh, way too many offensive rebounds. I think we got out-rebounded by 20. Most of our games have been consistent. We don't win the rebound battle. We don't win the game. But ultimately, we gave ourselves an opportunity to get back into the game, just couldn't get over the hump. Um, Danny Nong is the standard of the league right now. So uh, to play against them early, we came out the other end feeling positive about where we're headed, where we are, the pieces that we have, and, and what we'll be able to do moving forward. It was a really good barometer uh, for us in all aspects, defensively, offensively, and collectively, the spirit of the team and the leadership on the team, everything was tested. And, um, and yeah, we, I think we came out a, a better team. I think the girls themselves and individually will take a lot out of it. Um, one of the things that you get from taking on Danny Nong is, is probably, is a, is, it is not probably, it is a, a higher standard of basketball, which you could tell. And the difference is the physicality. I think, uh, Danny Nong is one of the more physical teams in the league. And if you don't, if you don't push back, then, then you'll end up getting, getting, getting slaughtered, I guess you could say, yeah. for lack of better words. Um, uh, for us, we lost, I think the game was probably, probably won in the first quarter. We were only able to manage, uh, an eight, eight to 23, um, Point disparage, so... Well, well four minute, with four minutes to go to a quarter time, it was a tied ball game. And then you guys coughed up some turnovers. You gave up some offensive rebounds that they cashed in on, not just around the basket, but a, a, a triple as well on a kick out. All of a sudden, it's a double-figure game. The right. rest of the game, you take that out, and I, I think that you actually won on the scoreboard the rest of the game. Yeah, we won, we won, we won 56 to 50 in the, in the last in the three, three quarters of the game, I guess you could say. Take out that first quarter. Um, but in that first quarter, I think the change, the change, the tide kind of happened when I started to go to, to my bench a bit. And when I go to my bench, I, I become a bit younger. So it was a really good experience for them to, to, um, to go through, to be honest with you. I don't think it, it didn't, in the scheme of things, we, like I said, we gave ourselves a chance to win in the end. So we overcame it. But I thought just that three minute period, I thought the young kids did a really good job of making an adjustment. It was just an initial press that they went to, which was very smart by Mark. He did a really good job of, uh, of switching to a press, a full court press when I went to my bench. And, uh, after a timeout, we were able to get it together and settle down, but they'd already done their damage. You know, we had had three turnovers, a couple of missed free throws, and it was a, you know, the lead went from seven to 14 straight away. So then after that, we were just playing catch up. But like I said, after, after that initial shock, um, they got through it. And I think you know, we'll all be better for it. I thought um, Fiamenko and Bravington were a couple of players who really impressed off the bench that they, they made an impact and they really took Danny Nong on physically. Yeah, uh, uh, Eliana Bravington is, to her credit, she's uh, she's a very physical player for her age. I think she's only 15. And to be going up against the likes of Lauren Scherf and and, um, and Sophie um, Terribolsi um, is a testament to how hard she's worked. Um, she's one of these kids that she's no nonsense. Basically, she just does what I ask her to do. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's, she's low turnover. She's always in the right spot. She just focuses on her job and does her job and that makes her successful. Like I was talking about before is, um, I put my, the success I have playing my juniors comes from not putting them in situations where they can't be successful. Like I, I know them inside and out. I know what they can and can't do. So I make sure they're always on the court with, 
with, you know, players who can make up for their weaknesses. Also, I make sure they're playing in situations that I know that they can, they can handle. Uh, with Tegan Fiamango, Tegan, um, took on a challenge. I laid down a challenge to the team to, to be the best they possibly could be and, and to, um, and to be good, not just at what they think they're good at, but be good at the things that I asked them to do. So basically, do your job the best you possibly can. And, you know, I'm on them about being aggressive, and she she just took that on. She saw lanes to the basket and, and went after it, and uh, she knows that sort of stuff gets rewarded by me. So, um, yeah, uh, she just needs to step up to the free throw line and finish it off. But um, I'll definitely give her a hard time about that. But she did step up. Eliana did a really good job on the boards and holding her own and, and gave us 10 solid minutes And for a kid that's just coming out of under 16s. That's a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. And now here's the latest update on the facility upgrade. The community reaction to the local council putting a two-page ad in the local newspaper was very encouraging. We had some um, great comments on their own uh, feedback on their own um, forum, uh, which showed that um, it wasn't well received by the community, which is uh, really encouraging for us to continue um, negotiating in the in the uh, in the way that we have been. We don't we don't see um, this matter being resolved in the short term, um, as you can see from. The newspaper item, and it has it has got um, it has got a little bit negative in in the way the negotiations been conducted. Um, but as I said, we're hopeful that uh, we'll ultimately get a good outcome. But I can't see it being resolved in the next week or two. April ten, we um, we discussed um, terms with local council, the Frankston Council. Um, April 10, we um, conducted um, a meeting with the council where we actually spoke about increasing our offer. Um, but as far as uh, variable amounts and uh, reviews, uh, we're opposed to those things on the basis that we need certainty. Um, we need to know into the future how much we're going to be paying. Um, we can't be committing uh, the membership into uh, decades of uncertainty and not knowing what we'll be spending on our lease uh, down the track. Reviews and unknown variations are not acceptable for us. Um, we need to know um, certainty into the future. Um, short-term variations, uh, short-term reviews um, don't suit us and we need to be able to tell people 20 years time uh, what they can expect to pay for a facility of this nature. That's all we've got time for on Frankston Basketball Radio, but make sure you get along to the House of Blues this Saturday night. The VA Group Lady Blues taking on Launceston at 6pm and the Frankston RSL men's team facing Northwest Tasmania at 8pm. We'll see you at the game.